Apresúrate y visita una tienda Sprint hasta el domingo 8 de marzo. Cámbiate y recibe el increíble iPhone 11 con cámara ultra wide por 0 dólares al mes con Sprint Flex Lease al entregar un iPhone 6S o más reciente en cualquier condición. Además, te damos 100 dólares iPhone 11 de 64 GB, 0 dólares al mes luego de crédito de 29 dólares con 17 centavos al mes que se aplica dentro de dos facturas. Requiere entrega de teléfono actual desbloqueado, arrendamiento lease de 18 meses, activación de nueva línea y verificación de crédito. Si cancela temprano, el saldo restante será exigible. Excluye impuestos. Miss Sharon Harrell, because she was for her people. And here we go. TC's Barbecue Crib. Three six five five uh, South Durango Drive in Las Vegas. It's a tourist attraction. Uh, make sure that you come out and you. Uh, Patronize TC's Barbecue Crib. We heard the news report. They had the visual out there at the uh, store, and they said, and the family said they're going to keep the business running. So that's good. 3655 South Durango Drive, Las Vegas, Nevada. When you walk in there as strangers, you leave friends. as friends. Yeah, you do. All right. So we want to say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to say, uh, Thanks to uh, Ms. Sharon Harrell for coming on and being our first advertisement partner with TC's Barbecue Crib. Mm-hmm. We're going to be uh, definitely talking about her tonight and different the different uh, logos over the time. That's uh, another logo from TC's Barbecue Crib. Mm-hmm. Um, also. We want to say uh, welcome to all who are coming in. This is the film review. This is the 74th episode of the film review, movies, music, culture, politics, and society. And we want to say what's going on to our first sponsor of the show, uh, Naturally Fly Boutique. You know, they have such nice. Yeah. Jewelry. She does. Unisex. Yeah. You know. Yeah, the designer, Monique. Yes, that's right. So Beautiful uh, line. The information is on my IG page, Crazy D Film Dude, C-R-A-Z-Y-D-E-E-F-I-L-M Dude. Crazy D Film Dude, all one word over at IG, and then you can learn how you can order the bracelet, you know. And uh, so we want to say uh, what's up to our first uh, sponsor. She was on our show last week, and she talks about uh, she did a, a bracelet set for a grandmother, granddaughter. So she does custom design also. Custom design. So everyone check that out. Um, then we have, we're talking about the film review on YouTube. You go right over there, you type in, uh, you go to the search in YouTube and type in The Film Review space Lordland Films, and we come right up there. Make sure that you subscribe to the channel. You see the replays of this uh, 
program over there. Right after we finish, we put the replays up, and you're able to see us, and it's an archive. You can watch all of our different reviews from various films. And then you can, for those of you who did not see it in the theater, you can go pick up the um, stream, or you can pick up the Blu-ray and have it in your collection. You know what I mean? So let's see where we're going here. Call in number is 213-943-3358. That's 213-943-3358. All right, people. So as we uh, uh, clean the table, clear the table, and sweep the floor, we have to say that next week we have a real housewife of Atlanta, Deshaun Snow. We are interviewing her with an exclusive interview next week right here on the film review, 5.30 p.m. Chime in at 213-943-3358. We are interviewing her because, you know, once you're a housewife, you're always a housewife. She was um, one of the originals. She was one of the originals. From the the Atlanta cast. That's the Atlanta cast, and she was married to Eric Snow. She's going to talk about... uh, Picking up the pieces and a new line of self-esteem books out for preteens that she's produced. They're they're pretty good. They kind of remind me of uh, highlights mm-hmm. or the popcorn series. I used to have those when I was younger, and it uh, teaches you different life lessons all the way through. As we continue to sweep through here, so we can get down to the show. The new. Episode Mixtape 5 of the Film Review. Music Review Show is up right now for everyone to listen to. Available on Vimeo. You can see the tags right on Crazon Dion page. Mm-hmm. You can see all the tags mm-hmm. for that. You can also hear it on SoundCloud on the Film Review uh, page on SoundCloud. Just type in soundcloud.com forward slash the film review. And you'll go right there and you'll be able to watch and will listen to all of the episodes. As a matter of fact, you can listen to the podcast versions, right. audio only, of all of our uh, previous uh, film reviews. Make sure that you uh, follow that also. You can right? listen to them while you work, while you're exercising. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Now, people. While you're doing that, I want to say hello to Sandra. Uh, Thump, yeah. L- Lynn, Gina, Shani, Don't Start Hicks, uh, Mark, Mark Cox, yep, and Langston, and Langston Carter. Carter. You know, he plays jazz over there on uh, KCEP on Wednesdays. And uh, right here, people, for all those filmmakers, we have just released the Film Review Showcase. The Film Review Showcase. You submit your films. All of the information is on Crazon Dion page on FB and also on Crazy D Film Do on IG. You go there, you can learn how you can submit your films, uh, get them into us. We will review your film and we will give you an interview right here on the stream. Right? So no guarantees on a, a positive review, but you know that's what real filmmakers want. They want the right critique at the right moment. And all that. Now, well, this has been a crazy end to August. 
and we want to bring this up next before we get into the show as we uh, uh, clear the table and sweep the floor. We want to say best wishes and get well soon to Franklin G. Yes. From Like It Is Radio. Yeah. Franklin G. is my friend. We debate the topics. Yes. But we always produce a beautifully produced product that will last well beyond when we are here. That's what we're about at LordLandFilms.com, producing something, producing quality picture and crystal clear, pounding sound that when it comes through to you years later down the road, when we're no longer here, (laughs) centuries later, people will still be watching and seeing what we did to better the plight of black people, human beings in this world. And we want to shout out to Franklin G because he always does that with everything that he does does. from the man who cooks to uh, the Kimmet in the Desert series, uh, the Malcolm X uh, celebration on Malcolm X. Uh, for Malcolm X's birthday, right. all the things he does, talking about Martin Luther right. King, all of the fallen soldiers before. Right. He does a lot for the community. He does. Um, he's a great mentor, you know, for everyone, the community. For the youth. For the youth, just everyone, you know, yeah, so a we, great role model. So we want to say get well soon, Franklin. Yeah, speedy recovery. And make sure that you go to Crazon Dion page again and you can see the uh, get well wishes that yeah. we film from such people as yeah. DJ Stomp, yeah. uh, Joy LaShawn, yeah. uh, B. Timms, yeah. and uh, Certified, yeah. DJ Certified. So yeah. make sure that you go there and you yeah. can uh, see that on the page and leave comments. And yeah. then if you see me out and I have my camera, mm-hmm. you know, so make sure you give best wishes yeah. to uh, Franklin G. Yeah. All right. My prayers go out to Franklin and Shannon, Shannon, uh, his family. Yes. But definitely put prayers out to those who are the caretakers for people because they really need your prayers. Our prayers have been going up for the situation since we found out. So uh, uh, get well soon, Franklin, and get back in the saddle again. Okay, people. We come here now with heavy heart, right? Yeah. Because a friend to the community yeah. has departed us. Yeah. Her name is Sharon Harrell. She was the owner of TC's Barbecue Crib, yeah. 3655 South Durango Drive yeah. in Las Vegas, Nevada, a tourist attraction. When you walked in as strangers, you walked out friends. And Definitely. exactly the way it was when yep. we first landed yeah. in uh, in Las Vegas in 2012. Yeah. We were listening to the radio, yeah. and they advertised TC's Barbecue Crib. Yeah. And my wife and I, we went right over there. Yeah, we said we right? have to go. <laughs> right? Because we had come yeah. to the city like, you know, I had come because right. uh, I had won film festivals here, right? right? One in Los, Los Angeles and one here yeah. in Las Vegas. I said, well, this mm-hmm. is nice. Let's move out here. So we moved. Yeah. And so I was going around to different businesses offering my services, right? right, For commercials and things. And I was doing it 
to build clientele. I was doing right. it uh, complimentary. Right. 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 So when we walked into Sharon's, I, I offered it to her, and she right. automatically said yes. Yeah. See what I'm saying? You walk in as a stranger, but you walk out mm-hmm. as friends. Mm-hmm. Right? right. So we did that, and I said, well, let's shoot the commercial and we'll get an interview. Right. And this is what she did. Yeah. She was always nice, yeah. uh, more than polite. Right. She was family. Yeah. She treated you like family when you walked into TC's Barbecue Crib. Yeah. Well, first of all, let's say when we first walked in, yeah. we looked around and we said, this place is really nice. Really? Right? Mm-hmm. And then so we saw a wonderful young lady approaching us, and it was Sharon with a beautiful smile on her face. You know, and sparkling personality, just friendly. You know, as if she already knew it. Right. You know, so we ordered. We sat down. The food was delicious. Karen was just so sweet and friendly, and we just talked to her. We talked about where we came from, and we just from there developed like a great rapport. Right. And then just from there, it was just like a relationship because, like you said, um. We walked in as strangers, but left out as friends. Right. So it's like, it's like you developed a relationship, like your family now. You right. know. Mm-hmm. So um, she, Sharon, did not use the word "I" a lot. No, she didn't. She's a, was a we person. That's what I loved about her. You know, she's a a, a community person. Mm-hmm. You know, and she loved her community. You know, and she did so much for her community, and she had events in her store, you know, she had, uh, what comes to mind for me, which sticks out a lot, is she had the, the family night where children were able to eat for free. That was free. Mon- Monday night. Right. Children mm-hmm. were able to eat for free. For free. And then that speaks a lot about her heart. Yeah. Because we know in this economy how expensive it is, you know. How expensive it is, and people are working and just living their day to day lives. And here, this wonderful woman is who owns a business is saying, Hey, you know, my establishment is open to you and your entire family. Yeah. But you know what? I'm feeding your kids. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You know, so that was just the type of person she is. That's just the type of person that she. She, she was. Well, it's still, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to say. Yeah. 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 So, um, see, people who know me know that I come in and, and talk business. So, right. automatically, my wife is the smoothest side where she said, where she mentioned that we actually sat down and ate. We didn't come in just talking about business. Right. We actually uh, patronized the right. establishment. Right. And then said, hey, you know, this food is good. Right. Would you like to do that? And then she was with it, right? right. So, I, you know, I'm I'm the person that's about business, yeah. right? So I'm the talking funny to thing about right. it is, is that when we start the talking, we were going in there just, you know, we support small black, business, black-owned black businesses. businesses, you know. Specific. Right. And so when we went in, like I said, and, then, and we told her, oh, this reminds us, us of our business back home, you know, like a family atmosphere. 
just like a safe environment, a right? Safe environment. And so we just talked and got to know each other. And then later on, as that's how the business side opened up, you yeah. know. And so what can we do to push this even further? Push it even further, right? You know, so, so you know, um it's a sad it's a sad, sad affair because no one no one expected this. Yeah. Right? And me and Sharon would sit down and we would have our discussions would be about brick and mortar business situations and the uh situations, the day to day situations and that's how we connected and we would tell her and I, I'm so glad that I was able to tell her that the community loves you. Yeah. Sharon. Yeah. The community loves you. So now, people, yeah. without further ado, we're going to get into an original interview that we did in 2012 with Miss Sharon, where she talks about uh, what she was looking forward to, where she was looking to take the business. Right. And this was done in 2012. Right. And we want you to check this out right now. And we'll be uh, back in a second. As long as I get this to. Uh, do what it needs to do here. Let me click this here. Here we go. Try that now. Just two hours a day. 
TC's rib trip, Sharon, pushing them on our trade speed, and this is a great interview. And don't forget, come here to get your food. This is a vacation off the strip, a destination tourist attraction that you have to come to when you come to Las Vegas. For tourists in Las Vegas, this is the symbol for your TC rib trip. Please let's lift up our community in prayer. We need everyone to come together. I'm, I mean, I'm serious now. We have to come together. I have a happy story, a happy memory. Because I know you've been taking this really hard stuff. But do you remember when we were doing our membership drive? Yeah. And we were like, dang, we need to get a live remote. Like, what are we going to do? And you were like, I really want to do TC, but they don't open till like 10. Right. And you called her. And she came and opened up TC's early just for us. Gave us a whole spread of food. Like, we took so many pictures that day. The picture that I posted was from that day. The picture Baldwin posted was from that day. That was just such a great day. And that was the first time I met her. Her energy was just so beautiful and so sweet. Uh, the time that the the, team, the football team came out here. Yeah, they were from Florida football team yeah. came out here and they played Bishop Mormon. <coughs> they beat them. And, uh, yeah, they beat Bishop Gorman and yeah, 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 and, uh, never mind. So, there was a, a, a tornado that hit Florida. Okay, that hit, and they didn't know, the team did not know if their pants were okay, phone lines were down, they didn't know what they were going back to. As a matter of fact, they couldn't even get a flight to go back because the Air Force was shut down. So these kids, these, these high school kids, the cheerleaders, the coaches, the parents, the team over 200 people were stuck here in Vegas. Wow. When I tell you that woman opened her door, wow. and not only did she open her door, she she fed the entire team. Wow, free of charge. Wow. And my boss was sharing. She was a wonderful woman, very giving. She was just had such a big heart, and.
All right, people. Turn this down. There we go. All right, so we're back here. Um, let me say that Miss Sharon. You see the outpouring of affection. I mean, it's yeah. hard to say. You know, I always always say that I hate people saying I I I I I when a person yeah. uh, passes. But you know what I found out that is just from us doing this show right now. Yeah. It's not having the words to say yeah. because you're trying to keep everything together and you don't have necessarily the words to say to be able to put it across to the people, what you're really feeling. So what we're going to say is we're here and we honor Ms. Sharon because you can see everyone has the same story. Everyone. When, when people have the same story, it's not an act. It's not phony. It's just who that person is. And Ms. Sharon was that person who cared for the community. She did, she opened up her arms to everyone. Speaking of uh, switch back over because um, uh, let's see, uh, Donald just joined us. Alex, um, Michelle, Miss Michelle. No, Miss uh, Michelle did come in. She shared. And then Roderick. And speaking right. of Miss um, Michelle, um, she was one of like many people who uh, Sharon opened up her restaurant too. You know, Miss Michelle she shot many films there. Yeah. Um, had events and matter of fact she had uh Miss um, uh, Sharon had yeah. uh her day there. Yeah. Had uh Miss Michelle's so, day yes. there, right? Yeah. And so it's just, And then uh Shantae and Eddie Bear. Yes, Eddie as Bell. well as so many other like people in the community, you know, who love Sharon back as well. I mean, it's just like I said, just like one big family. Sharon made you feel like you were part of her family. You see on her wall her beautiful family. Like you walk into her establishment, and before she even opens up her her mouth to say anything, and before you see her wonderful smile, you look around and, and you, you, get, you, get, you get to know her, even before anything is said, because you see on the wall her family, you know, and there's just such a warm environment, and she was just a real person. With Sharon, what you saw is what you got. Yeah. There was no pretense. No pretense. There was n- none of that, and that's why I'm going to use the word I, and that's what I loved about her is because she was she's just down to earth. She reminded me of back home. We're from the Midwest, from Ohio, Cleveland, Ohio, and she was just down to earth. There was no pretense. What she said is what she meant, you know, and she was honorable in the person of her word. Like, you know, he says it a lot. The whole, like, word is bond. Like we say, you know, and we big in the we Midwest on that, too, honoring our word. That's how she she was, and you, you respect her for that. And so she will truly, truly, truly be missed. I forgot about, uh, well, we talked, I talked about the kids because I love that when she would have like. Miss Michelle Boykin said, I will always love her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, this is a, this is a great, let, let, let me, let me be clear about this, about Sharon. Sharon clothed, fed, yeah. and employed the community. 
the greatest thing that you can do for another human being is yep. feed and clothe them. She not only fed, clothed, but she employed yeah. the people. She did. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and here, here's here's the here's the maddening as well as saddening part of all this. You know, like like me. I'm a race person, and people know that I'm about, you know, seeing black people come up and take their rightful place, right? So for me, it really doesn't matter, but all at the same time, she was able to bring all different people together yeah. to sit, to eat, to have a meal. Right. Now, if you remember, if you look at the old tapes from the late 50s, going into the 60s with the lunch counter sit-ins right. and how... Black people were being pulled out of the lunch counters at Woolworths, right. right? Here's a black woman who owns a business right. who everyone can come in and, and partake yeah. in a nice yeah. Louisiana barbecue meal. You saw all nationalities, all, all nationalities. groups of people, just from the everyday person up to just you, what, politicians, professionals, what, yeah. artists. Mm-hmm. Blue everyone, collar, white blue collar. Everybody. Everyone was sitting in there enjoying right. the meal. And when you walked in as strangers, you right. walked out as friends. Right. And she was bringing the community together. If mm-hmm. the community was divided, yeah doing whatever it is, political, racial, whatever. Right. When they came, they would come together and have a meal at TC's Barbecue Crib and be able to have a conversation and possibly iron out some differences, right? And so that that right there is the loss. What's up to Getty Wright? I see he chimed in. Donald Randell, he chimed in. Um, So, I mean, it's just, it's just such a a loss to the community. Such a loss. And to her family as well, friends and just. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, what can be said? We're going to miss her. You know what I mean? Everything else will work itself out, but we just wanted to make sure we came in and gave the tribute. Celebrate. And, and showed you that. Yeah. That footage was from 2012 right other than the radio station i shot that just uh friday right but the original interview was done in 2012 and she was the same person yes, then way back then that she is was now yeah and so i mean that's all that you can ask for for a person to be genuine yeah and be about the community and you know what i noticed when i was going through her photos is she loved taking in the different political events, yeah. feeding the various yeah. politicians, yeah. and supporting yeah. the various candidates. Right. Right? Right. We ran into out. her at, you remember the Obama? Uh, yes, we did. Yeah, when he was yeah, running. Yeah, when he was running, right? Yeah. But they were And even so. through all that, People, yeah. even if they were on various political parties or yeah. political beliefs, they still came and patronized yeah. the barbecue crib. So that is a testament yeah. to the person, yeah. to everybody. The Republicans, her rail. Yeah, that's right. Republicans that's right. came and they, they held did. an event in her establishment. Everybody. Yeah. What's going on, uh, um, everybody? Shani. Um. So, 
that's what we can say. And we just uh, we're gonna get we're gonna take a, a moment of silence, and we'll be right back with the rest of the show on the film review. All right, people, we're back. You know, originally the show, we were honoring Louis Gossett Jr. And if you see the slogan up there on the still from the original interview that we did back in 2012, he says, there is no such thing as impossible. There is no such thing as impossible. I have to read what Shanine said. Sorry for the loss of your friend. Sounds like an honorable queen prayers for all those who loved her. Thank you, Shanine. Um, prayers to the family and uh, loved ones and all those that are, you know, through blood affected yeah, by this. It's very important that we give reverence to, to her family. Because yeah. what we're going through... Yeah. Dolls in comparison to what her family is going through and the daunting task that um, the daunting task that her family will have ahead uh, and prayers go up. Mm -hmm. Prayers go up. Prayers go up for a fast resolution to this situation. Prayers go up for her family. Prayers go up for uh, extended family, yeah. prayers go up to friends, yeah. prayers go up for everyone going through this time. You know, it's the strange, it's it's the strangest thing. Miss Michelle said, thank you guys for honoring Sharon today. This is beautiful. Thank okay. you. I mean, like, the words, there, there's certain things that, you know, you know how, Miss Michelle, there's certain things that you want to say, yeah. that you can't say because it's getting into other business that's not yours to talk about. But this is, but I will say this much, it is disgusting to think that something happened where, well, anyway, we, we won't, we won't go there, but it, it, there's, there's no reason. There's no reason for this. And it makes you wonder and then it makes you have to, Keep the faith. Yeah. Keep the faith, yeah. and don't don't give up. So, um, originally, we were uh, honoring Lewis Gossett Jr. for his illustrious career. Uh, Miss Michelle said, "That's exactly why I'm," and she said, "I'm." By the emoji, angry, yeah. hot, yeah. right. Um, 
Okay. Okay. So originally we were because you know we believe in honoring people while they're here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I will say one last thing before we move on to Lewis Gossett Jr. I'm yeah. so happy that when me and Miss Michelle sat yeah. down and were talking about different situations owning a day-to-day yeah. business brick-and-mortar establishment yeah. that I told her yeah. that a lot of the things yeah. that happen are just part of the game. Yeah. You know, it's all serious business, but it's all part of the game. There's yeah. the hip-hop game, the music game. It's all business, the retail yeah. game, the restaurant game. Yeah. It's all part of the game, the, 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 the attitude, the yeah. love, it's all love. Yeah. And I said, the community loves you, Miss Sharon. Yeah. And if there was any doubt, yeah. and I'm so glad. That, yeah. see, I don't like saying I, but then what else yeah. can you say? It's your personal experience yeah. with that person, yeah. and there's no one that should judge yeah. that person's personal experience with that person yeah. because each person had their own personal experience. Yeah. And the depth in which it went, no one can judge that. Yeah. So I'm so glad that I was able to tell her yeah. that the community loves you, Miss yeah. Sharon. And, and that was recent. And, and from and from a business standpoint of owning brick and mortar business, yeah. that everything that went along with it was yeah. just part of the game. Yeah. And so, yeah. anyway, okay. So I'm glad you were able to say that her before she left the earth because everyone we all loved her but it's good to hear you know it's good to hear so I'm glad that he was able to hear yeah okay um, go ahead do you want more things um, I mean go ahead I mean just, let's get it all it's out just gonna be uh you know hard it's gonna be hard yeah um Louis Gossett Jr., born May 27, 1936. Excellent actor of stage, screen, and television, but of course, our generation. I didn't. Uh, oh, Ruth, that was your That's all I was saying. And our generation came on to know him from. Ruth. I didn't know he was Fittler. a Gemini. That's right. That's right. He's a Gemini. Is that that's why right. you're honoring him too? Yeah, well, no, I'm honoring him because, you know, you give the people their magnolias. Right. Because quiet is just kept people. Magnolias smell better than roses. Yeah. You know, but anyway, so um, let's see. Uh, Tanya Congress says, I logged in late and I'm watching between calls. I saw the commercial from 2012. I'm gathering Sharon has something happen happened. I'm sorry for the loss that has been incurred. Incurred. I'm sorry, y'all. Wow. Um, um, So, uh, stage, screen, and television. But we know him from Fittler. Yeah. From Root. When what really struck me was as the Fittler character. Right. He was trying to tell Kunta Kente before they whipped Toby whipped Punta out of him and whipped Toby in. He was telling him, you just got to be good. Not none of this Mandingo stuff that you're talking. When you realize what they were telling you in Roots, which they didn't have enough time to tell you in the mini 
series on TV that it had been generations, uh, at least about three mm-hmm. generations of slavery before Kunta Kente mm-hmm. gets it, mm-hmm. right? So he's in the fourth. By the time uh, uh, Chicken George comes around, it's coming down to the end, mm-hmm. and it's coming down to uh, being free with the emancipation, right? Yeah. So by then, when he gets there, he's seeing people who are acclimated and maybe seeing people who were born on the plantation that are his age when he gets there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We don't know if Fittler was born. They don't tell you if Fittler was born on the plantation mm-hmm. or was he captured, but obviously he wasn't. He was one that had born and had been generation. He was up in age, maybe in his 60s, yeah. right? Yeah. And so when he's telling him, no more of that Mandingo stuff, he said, what's this? That's pork. That's good pork. You just threw it away. I don't eat pork. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> you know, so and then after he's tied up and he is lashed, he's whooped, and they make him say his name when he takes him down, and when he takes down, he comforts him, and he puts the water to his mouth, and he tells him, you're always going to Kente. He saw in that fight yeah. of how they tried to whip it out of him, and he said, you will always be Kunta Kente, yeah. you know, because he didn't understand it at first. So you see the arc yeah. of Fittler and the character. Yeah. Only Louis Gossett Jr., I believe, yeah. could have brought that to life, yeah. right? So he's the first black man to win an Oscar for supporting actor. He's an officer and a gentleman. Officer and a gentleman. Emil Foley. An officer and a gentleman. Outstanding leading actor in his portrayal of Fittler in Ruth, right? Because he arced. And you, you even got to see him pass on. Yeah. And you saw Kunta Kente there, yeah. you know, by the time they had changed from LeVar to John Amos by that time, right? Uh, his film debut was in 1961, A Raisin in the Sun with Sidney Poitier. And, you know, it's just uh, it's just an amazing career. And he goes on and in this interview, because mm-hmm. we have an exclusive interview mm-hmm. from 2012 mm-hmm. uh, where we talk about what he's doing. Ms. Michelle said, Lewis Gossett Jr. is an amazing gentleman. I was blessed to meet and honor him at the second Las Vegas Black Film Festival. His presence and his words of wisdom will forever encourage my journey. That's right. That's what people who are in the business, and this is what he's going to convey in this piece. This is the short piece, and then right after the show, about maybe a half hour, we're going to release the full, well, this is this is part two of a two-part, because I got to sit down with him mm-hmm. in two two different days yeah. of the Las Vegas International mm-hmm. Film Festival, right? Mm-hmm. So I got to sit down with him for two days. Yeah. And the uh, first day, we went through uh, we went through the fight to get in right. as a black man and getting cast in roles that they usually would say oh, Caucasian only. Yeah. We talked about that. So I'm going to edit that back up and bring the sound up to today because there's a lot of people around. Yeah. So I'm going to edit that back up and get part one up. But this is part two, and this is just elements of part two. And so 
part two of the interview is going to go up about a half an hour after we end the show. It's going to go up on Consciousness, Politics, Entertainment, and Females page on Facebook. It's going to go up. And then, um, you know, I'll be working on part one where we talk about the politics of Hollywood. But right now, uh, this is uh, Louis Gossett Jr., right? And uh, let me make sure I got it on the right thing. There we go. Louis Gossett Jr., circa 2012, he gives gems. Make sure you pay attention. We'll be right back.
Some people I tell others there is no Criteria is that 
they have to have changed the way the culture is going, right? right. So that means not only just hip-hop culture, because right. hip-hop culture is DJing, breakdancing, graffiti, and, of course, the mic, yep. right? So that's the four elements. You know, some people say there's a fifth element, okay. and uh, I, I hear people talking that. So, but th- those are the elements of hip hop, okay. right? And having fun because you're still number one, right? right. And, and the battle and the freestyle and all that. So right. we put that in there as a fifth element, the freestyle. What are your all-time yeah. top five yeah. hip hop groups? Of all time. Now, you know, hip hop started out as a group sport. Right. They were crews or groups that right. came together and they rapped. If you watch Wild Style, yeah. right? right. You, you'll see that, right? right? So they came together and they, they flowed. And then somewhere, once the record labels got involved, okay. all of a sudden, the focus changed, right? Right. And so this is where we are today as far as the focus. But the top hip-hop group of all time, right? So I'm going to have you go ahead and do your list first. Okay, so am I starting from, like, number one to five, or I'm starting from five on up to one? I don't know. However you want to do it. How do you want to do it? Okay, well, I'll start with my number one favorite hip-hop group. Okay. And you might know this already. Okay. Outcast. Number Outcast. one. Outcast. Number one. Okay. Outcast. Atlanteans. A-T-L. Uh, A-T-L. Yes. A-T-L. Outcast. <laughs> um, Big Boy and Andre. Mm-hmm. Number two. I'm moving stuff around. My list has disappeared. <laughs> okay. Number one is Outcast. Number two is Tribe Called Quest. Love Tribe Called Quest. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Matter of fact, we saw them. Live as well as Outcast. Yeah, we did. We okay. did. Number three, Ghetto Boys. Love Ghetto Boys. Get together. Get together. Get together. Get together. Ghetto Boys. He's a down to earth. Down to earth. First. What you see is what you get. Oh, Real cool. Brad right. Jordan. Brad Jordan. Number four, UGK. Mm-hmm. Love UGK. Like, I'm just the UG, the, what was this, the super. Tight. Super tight. Super that tight. album. Yeah. That album just played. I remember being on rotation. Rotation. In the store. Yeah. UGK. And um, number, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. Oh, my fifth group. I should have numbered it. I didn't number it. Uh, my fifth group is Dipset, Jim Jones, and Cameron. So I have, like, honorable mentions. Uh-huh. Dipset, I'm thinking purple when I think of Dipset. But anyway, uh-huh. <laughs> honorable mentions, um, A-Ball and JG. Okay, okay. See, this was hard, right? Because it's hard to just narrow it down to five, but got to have your honorable mentions. Uh-huh. So uh, A-Ball and JG, uh-huh. um, they were cool, too. We met, was it uh, yeah, yeah, was A-Ball? That, yeah, yeah, that was at the... Uh... What was that in um, Reno, Nevada? That, yeah, the music that, convention. Yeah, that was I can't convention. remember the name music of the convention. convention. Yeah. So A Ball and Impact. The Impact, Impact yeah. Convention. Yeah, yeah. So Honorable Mission, A Ball and JG, Wu mm-hmm. Tang Clan, Matt Rizza, he's real cool. Yeah, yeah. Interviewed him. Yeah. Yeah, that that, that interviews up. Um, 
Bone Thugs and Harmony. Love them. Interviews with Crazy Bone, right? Yeah, Crazy Bone. Down Crazy Bone Earth. and Wish. And Wish. Yeah. And like just same with with uh, uh, RZA, like real cool, you know? What you see is what you get. What you see is what you get. So we said honorable mention, A-Ball and JG, Wu-Tang Clan, Bone Thugs and Harmony, Fuji. Um, now, speaking of uh, Shani, Don't Start Hicks, right. she met Lauren Hill. Did she? Yeah, well, we had, uh, when we ran a, a store, we had tickets. Uh-huh. The label would give um, store owners tickets to different concerts, and you would go behind the scenes and, and, meet, the and meet the artists. So it was like a really, really, really busy weekend. So I can't even remember whose CD was out, but it was just too busy to leave the store. So Shani. And her mom, Joyce, um, uh, we love Joyce. Prayers go to Joyce. Joyce, yes, she passed on. She passed on. Uh, Shanine and Joyce were able to meet Lauren Hill. And Shanine had nothing but, like, high praise for Lauren Hill. She said she was just the coolest person. So when I hear this stuff, when they say, oh, Lauren Hill's a diva, da, 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 and I'm like, no, because Shanine met her, and Shanine said she was the coolest thing down the earth. So um, honorable mention, Fuji. Um, of course, salt and pepper. Love salt and pepper. Um, NWA, but the period when NWA was uh, Ice Cube was with NWA. Okay. So I have NWA honorable mention, but it's like with Ice Cube, right? Mm-hmm. Um, G Unit, love G Unit, Fifty Cent, one of my favorite rappers. And um, so the newbies, and I can see after. Um, Years go by, and as their body of work expands, I have on my honorable mention list um, the City Girls. Love the City Girls. Okay. And I also have Migos on there also. The Migos? Migos is hot, yeah. So they're also on my honorable mentions list because I can see their work expanding also over the years, and I can see them growing. And so, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. That's your list. My list. All right. All right, people. So I'm going to go with my honorable mentions first. Honorable mentions first. Bone Thugs and Harmony, UGK, The Root, 8-Ball, TRU, South Circle, The Click, Digital Underground, Houdini, Leaders of the New School, The Fuji. Don't forget Run DMC, who who brought it from the era of hoo-ha into the new era, right? Then there's more honorable mentions. They were crews and not necessarily groups. Right. Like the two live crew. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, How can I forget the two live crew? You see, Luther introduced bass. Yes. Introduced a see the eight oh eight drum was being used in hip hop, but it was used rounded and closed off, right? Right. But he said that Molly Mall and, and, and the Juice Crew were up in uh, Miami, right. and they had the 808 box sitting up there, and they had it, uh, Luther had opened up the sound. Right. It wasn't rounded. It was going, boom, And so 808 from Florida, Luther Campbell introduced, Florida introduced. The two live crew introduced yeah. the open 808 yeah. dump 
to hip hop. So they are honorable mention. I forget them. The, the mayor of Miami. The mayor of Miami. <laughs> uh, BDP crew. Yeah. Right. Now the reason why I didn't have them in group is because really it was Karis right, and D Nice. But then and, you know it was really Karis one and Scott LaRock the DJ. Right. And the BDP crew as a whole, it was D Nice, but really it was just Chris. Yeah. Chris was like a lead man, and he was yeah. saying BDP. Yeah. But then when he went solo, he just said Karis one. You Chris. So he how sure was he? Yeah, he was a, he was a nice guy too. Okay. Franklin G. I had the camera. I organized the interview. Right. And if you listen to the right. interview, you'll hear Karis one when we're outside. Where's right. the guy with the camera? Uh, Come on, let's get this interview. Where's Where's the guy with the interview? Right. And then we had Franklin right. uh, conducted the interview, and I held the camera. We did a right. two camera shoot on the fly. Right. 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 So uh, so BDP crew. Right. And then. The Juice Crew, right? Yep. Molly Moss Crew. They consisted of so many. Yeah. Cool G Rap, uh, MC Shan. Yeah. Of course, uh, how could we get? How could we forget? Big, big Daddy, Big Daddy Kane, yeah. right? So it's so many that they had there, right? So how could we forget that, right? Okay. But my top five, okay. my Top oh yeah, I have five. to hear this. I have to hear this. My top five, because okay. we didn't show each other each other's list, right? right? So so we wanted to keep it fresh. So my top five, and I cannot really put them in a definitive order, but remember the criteria of top five okay. hip hop groups of all time right. has to do with okay. the effect on the culture, okay. right? Did they change the way hip-hop was being done? Did yes. they change or affect the community at large? Did yes. they affect and change the world in some way? And I believe yes. these, my top five right here are, and I can't put them in any definitive order, so I'm just going to read them off, but I believe that this is the definitive top five hip-hop groups of all time, of all time. I wonder if we have the same artist. So let me hear your list. Go ahead. Tribe Called Quest. Yes. Tribe Called Quest, yes. Q-Tip, and Fight yes. with Ali Sheed Muhammad yes. on the turntables. Yes. Right? No. Distinctive Travels. That was yes. the first album. That's when yes. we met. Yeah. 1990. Yes. That was the album playing in yes. the dormitory on my turntable. Yes turntables was distinctive travels yeah. that and yeah. uh, it was uh Tony 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 yeah right yeah. that first album yeah. it never rains in Southern Cali right yeah remember that so those are the two albums that were in constant rotation right Bonita Applebaum yeah changed the way that lyrics were being done their yeah. dress code changed the way that hip hop Dress, yeah. right? They were kind of like they were kind of like. Uh, how could I leave out? I got to put in another honorable mention <laughs> as I'm thinking about that. De La Soul. Oh yeah, De La Soul. De La Soul, yeah. right? Because yeah. I was about to say they were kind of like. 
flower, like hip-hop flower children. Yeah. But that was really De La Soul. Yeah. But they were all from yeah. the jungle, the jungle. The jungle brothers. I, you know I got to put in yeah, another but, honorable but mention. Of, like, jungle Tribe Called Quest, since they're on both of our lists, some of chime in. What I loved about them is that the hip-hop jazz fused just out of this world. Just changed. Just the, the jazz blended in with the hip-hop. You can't Which get any, any better than Tribe Called Quest. If you haven't seen their documentary. Yeah, you got to see you it. You got to see it. it it's a classic. Yeah. Gangstar. We got to put that yeah. in there because Guru and Premier, Premier on the turntable, please. So those are honorable mentions, but it gelled. That yeah. era can be jailed and yeah. summed up with Tribe Called Quest. Quest. Yes. Yeah, you know. Love the, Tribe Called Okay, Quest. okay. So another one on my list, not in any particular order, okay. the Ghetto Boys. Yes. Oh, I have the Ghetto Boys you on see, my list. The Ghetto <laughs> Boys opened up yeah. the South yeah. when the West Coast was moving. They, they, they opened up the South a year before yeah. the West Coast really started hitting because the West Coast had iced tea. Yeah. They had other they had other groups, right? Tell your but story. What what which what, what story is that? Uh, the girls and boys. Where's the boys and girls? It's talking about the ghetto boys. Boys and girls. Yeah. Ghetto boys and girls. Yeah. <laughs> Looking for that song. Oh yes, yes. Okay, okay. I I tell that story. Okay, people. So. You know, I used to produce mixtapes, and I, I had a line out called All Time Summer Jams. It would be 110-minute uh, uh, Maxell tapes. So it was like, the, actually, the way they cut the tapes, it would be 57 minutes per side, actually. So people were getting 50, nearly two hours of music on each side. And it wasn't just playing one record after the next, saying, new stuff, new stuff. No, we didn't do that. It was actually mega mixing, remixing songs, right? So I was out in the park one week. Because I would put them out, I would put out a new tape a week and go up to Gordon Park. Yeah. Now, I was from the southeast side, and I would go over to the northeast side right. and sell my tapes, right? And, you know, what you find is, just like Jesus, Jesus had to leave, leave Nazareth mm-hmm. and went to Galilee, right? So I went from the southeast side to the northeast side, and people were uh, galvanizing and, and picking up my tapes, right? So Gordon Park every week. So in the end, me and my wife, he, he was like, tape man, you got a new tape? And I would have my big box of tape, and it would pop it in, listen to it a little bit, and say, here you go. And so anyway, I was in the park, and I heard this rumbling through people's trunks. It was going, boom, 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 boom. So it's not many instances, but that Monday I ran. Yeah. The coconut. To to <laughs> no, actually I went I first the first I went to H and B. Okay. Right. Right. Then I went to uh different black owned record stores. Right. Then I went to coconut. Right. So you always start black and then first, black right. doesn't have it. Then you move, right? Right. So then I went there and I and I was like, uh, "Do you have this record?" And they didn't know. So it was just so happened it was right. some dudes in there, and they exactly. had they had a country <laughs> twang. And I said, yeah. "I said, do you know this song? It goes, and he was like, "Yeah, ghetto boys and girls. Right. That's that's true. That's 
Scarface, the yeah. Ghetto Boys. And we asked them to play it in the store, and they did. No, they didn't have didn't it. They I had to go. I had to go. I had to go, I had to go. I had to go downtown. Oh, and they played it. And I went. And I went downtown. Downtown and picked up, okay. That's right. And picked up the okay. record down there. Yeah. Semi black on. Huh? Right. <laughs> So I picked it up down there, and then I went back, and in the next week in the park, I had Ghetto mm-hmm. Boys and Girls mixing. I forget what I mixed it with. I don't know if I mixed it with uh, Houdini, I'm a hoe, or, but then, I'm a hoe. Uh, 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 and then we listened to the rest of the album, and then, just, and then fast forward years later in the store, yeah, who knew? Star, Starface we came would up meet. with Devin the Dude. Yes. And I thought Devin the Dude was the heir to the throne. Yeah. Really Devin the Dude. Devin the Dude. If, if, if you don't know who he is, you don't really. You got to really, check out Devin the Dude. Which I really think they need to revise the top 10 hip hop yeah. uh, single artist list, hip hop right. MC list, uh, mm-hmm. including something. But anyway, so the Ghetto Boys. So right. I have another story. Before I owned the, re- uh, before I owned the retail establishment, there was a. Uh, Established it down in East Cleveland. Right. There's East Cleveland. There's different suburbs right. of Cleveland, but East Cleveland. They call it East Cleveland because that was where the trains ended in the most eastern part of Cleveland. That's where the mm-hmm. trains ended and parked for the night, and then they would come back out in the morning. But uh, it was a place called DRS, right? No, DRC. Yeah. And I remember I went down there because. The ghetto boys was gonna be coming, so I, it was a it was like a semicircle yeah. around the van, right? And the door was there, and and, and big ups and rest in peace yeah. to Bushwick Bill. Yeah. Bushwick Bill hops off the van first, and mm-hmm. I mean the crowd. It, I had never felt that kind of electricity. Mm-hmm. I mean the the girls went up. The dude was like, oh, and it was just like electric when he hopped up, but he stood there. You know, like how Michael Jackson jumped out, jumped up from out the stage, popped up from out the stage, and stood there for about 15 minutes, and the crowd was just screaming. Bushman Bill was standing there. It wasn't quite that long, but it seemed like he just stood there and bashed it in, and then here came uh, Scarface. And then here came uh, Willie D from out the van, right? And then the security and the mob and all that came out. And, I mean, that is something to remember. So Ghetto Boys, there's certain things about certain groups that come out that affect the hood and give possibility to people in the hood that they can do it too. It's 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 not a psychological game about, oh, you can pull yourself up by your bootstraps, but it's just yeah. that here's people who come from where I come from. I They come from the dirt. I come from the dirt, right. and I can see myself right. possibly doing what they do, and they give me inspiration. So the ghetto boys most yeah. definitely. Now, yeah. West Coast, N-W-A. Yes, sir. I'm, yeah. You know what I'm saying? N-W-A. Oh, when they came out, First with Easy and then them, and then they put N.W.A. and the Posse out first. Then they came out with their first album, mm-hmm. Incredible, the way that Ice Cube penned okay. the stories yeah. of amazing of hood, and yeah. it wasn't gangster rap; it was reality, reality rap. rap. Right, the, the 
just like the, the media took, coined just like it they as took crack and just like they took rock gangster. and they put crack in front of it. Right. Right. The same thing they did with gangster rap. They right. instead of calling it reality rap, that right. wasn't sexy. Right. They had to call it gangster rap and these right. gangsters. And that was the media that gangsters. did that. Right. Look at look at these gangsters. Reality look at, rap. Look at these gangsters. Because they were rapping about reality, reality. they saw. And what was happening. Right. Reality right. rap. Not reality. gangster rap. Not gangster rap. Right. right. But reality rap. So they were rapping reality rap. And, you know, of course, they had to say somehow that they were doing gangster rap. Right. So that's what, that's what they said they were doing. Yeah. All right. So NWA changed the course of history yeah. of how hip-hop would develop and what it would go into. Now, you know, Chris and them had mm-hmm. uh, Criminal Minded. Right. And then they had Schooly D, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, uh, PSK. Right. But this was the first time that even Run from Run DMC, when they first went out to Cali to hang with NWA because they were on tour. Right. And they were one of the tour acts. Mm-hmm. And they said that they didn't believe. I think it was uh, Jam Master J that was talking. Mm-hmm. said they didn't believe that they actually were out there calling women mm-hmm. out their names. They mm-hmm. just thought that that was just an act for the record. But then when mm-hmm. they got out there, they, they thought that these dudes was actually right. uh, saying what they said on record. They were actually doing that mm-hmm. in, real, in real time, in real life. And this is where hip-hop began that it was not just something that you put on record, but it it had to be a lifestyle. So they brought that in because before, Mm -hmm. hip-hop was about escaping and possibly telling the story, but not necessarily having to be it, right? Right. Other than you you being the MC that's a battle or the the DJ or the graffiti artist or the break dancer that could do his thing in the battle. But this was where it shifted the culture. Yeah. And people coming into the game then yeah. were what they said they were. Yeah. And so NWA, yeah. plus they were making jamming music, and look what it spawned. It spawned yeah. Cube. Yeah. It spawned Death Row Records. Right. It spawned Dre yeah. as one of the first to right. get close to a billionaire. Yeah. I mean, with beats and all the other yeah. things because of his ears. Right. He's able to produce all these different things. And then from things. Dre, bran- branched out into a Snoop. Snoop. You know, with Dog the Dog Pound. Right. Miss L.A. Uh, Miss L.A. I mean, it, it, yeah. it spawned something to Eminem. Yeah. Eminem, 50 Cent. You, you see that? You see who? Yeah. You see, and it keeps going on. 50 Cent then yeah. had G on it. Yes. And then it just keeps going on and keeps yeah. germinating and then it gets yeah. into making movies and yeah. Look what NWA did, yeah. right? Right. It's just its foundation and creation. Ice Cube and all of his films. And all of his films. Right. And the, those different pieces that were each right. a nucleus. Right. Right? Right. Branch it was like out. five eggs. Yeah. And you can see the yellow. It was like right. five eggs in the pan frying right. together. And you can see what each one was able to do yeah. being toward the fourth. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think when we do the top five rap labels, that's going to be interesting too because, like you said, like what spawns from just one 
from one from one from one entity, one group flourishes it just out branches out. Yeah. Right. And creates yeah. all of this that that has pretty much yeah. ruled the right. music yeah. and and inspired right. and influenced right. the next generations coming along. Yeah. Right? Yep. All right. So yeah. So so far, Tribe Called Quest, Ghetto Boys, NWA, not in any specific order, but I believe that these are the definitive top five MC, top five hip hop groups of all time. I think we have this. Do we have? It looks like we have the same top five. I don't know. We're, we're gonna see. Almost. Did you finish yours? No, I haven't finished. I got two more. Here. Okay, go ahead. All right. So uh, two one three nine four three thirty three fifty eight two one three nine four three nine. Four three thirty three fifty eight. If you want to chime in and talk about what your top five hip hop groups of all time are, my next group is Public Enemy. Public Enemy. Chuck D. Flavor Flav. Professor Griff. Terminator X and Security of the First World. Can I add them to my honorable mentions? Honorable mentions? What do you mean? Wait a minute. No, I mean I love PE, but wait a minute. No, okay. Go ahead. Why? Why you love PE, but what? But what? I want to add them to my honorable mentions. I mean, you mentioned an honorable mention, but they should be on your main top five. Now, my top five. Wonder why they should be on your top five? Because they changed. Again, the way the music sounded from Run DMC. Run right. DMC was one right. era, right. right? Right. Coming from, I believe it's Queens. Right. And then here they come from Long Island, right. Strong Island, where I got a wild in. And they changed the way hip-hop is produced. Right. Hank Shock Lee. Right. The Bomb Squad right. changes the way music is produced right. by introducing multiple samples into what is being produced, right. making the sound big. And yeah. even Dallas Austin talked about how he was influenced to do the first TLC album wow. with all those samples and then putting okay. melodies over it mm-hmm. and, you know, and cre- putting the melody over the sound. And if you hear Ain't Too Proud to Beg, mm-hmm. you can hear Public Enemy wow. influence. Okay. Ain't Too Proud to Beg. Changing the sound of hip-hop and changing the way production is done on hip-hop, Public Enemy, and not only that, they ushered in an era of pro-black groups. They were the first ones to really cut in. Well, I'll take that back. Because Tommy Boy had a group, No Sellout, Mm -hmm. that did Malcolm X, No Sellout. That was in the early 80s. Malcolm X, No Sellout, and they used excerpts of Malcolm X speeches over this drum beat. It was incredible with the melodies and things. Incredible record on Tommy Boy. But here is Public Enemy, and they are cutting in speeches. Farrakhan, uh, Chesamon, right? You name it. Uh, Harry Allen. Yeah. Are we that type? Michael Don't May. believe the hype. That's right. So, so they not only 
were coming with jamming music, but they were also educating at right. the time where you would go and you would go read these books okay. by these people or go try to find uh, at then it was videotaped on these people, right? right? Now YouTube has it incredibly out there where you can go listen to the record and then go find out about these about the various people who were pushing yeah. saving black people yeah. from the ultimate holocaust. Right. That's what they were about, right? That's, good point. that's right, that's right. And so not in any particular order because okay. these are these five groups I believe are, are five of the strongest hip hop yeah. groups of all time and I can't really rate, put them but this is it yeah. was in five, right? Okay. And I have to say this, right? It's in five. Okay. So my last group that I'm going to mention, not necessarily mm-hmm. last on the list, is Outkast. Love Outkast. Andre and Big Boy. Or Andre 3000 and Big Boy, right? The whole Dungeon family. Yeah. Organized noise. Just incredible. I mean, I could put Goody Mob down as another honorable mention, right? Yeah. Goody Moby, yeah. right? Goody Mob. Who's that looking through my window? Bob. Oh, no. Anyway, Outcast. Yes. They come out. Southern playlistic Cadillac funk music, and they had the jingle bells in there, and they put the jingle bells in there because they planned on having it come out on a Christmas release. Mm-hmm. And so they put it out there because it came out on a Christmas mm-hmm. album put out by LaFace Records. And yeah. it really didn't have anything to do with Christmas, but exactly. it just worked and it, it became a hit, right? And these yeah. two young guys right. that epitomized yeah. the way people all around the country yeah. dressed Right. At the time in yeah. hip hop, yes, you know what I mean. Yeah, like they had on it. It, it was a baseball cap in their in their aspect of it right. of hip hop. They right. wore the A hat. Right. In Cleveland, it was the C hat. Right. Because we were getting away from using the Chief Wahoo. Right. So we had the C hat right. for Cleveland, right? Right. And different places wore different hats to represent right. their area. Right. And but other than that, their dress code was the same. The jersey. Yeah. The the jeans, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The the the, the kicks, right. everything was basically the same. So a person could look at that in another city and relate to yeah. outcast. It's just laid back and just soulful. I know that's from your list. So you know, outcast is on my list too. Number one, so I'm a Chinese, right? Go ahead. So their very first video was directed by. I was surprised. Puff Daddy. Daddy. Yeah, P. Diddy. P. Diddy. And then we learned from, I can't remember who show I was watching, but uh, was, did you know say, um, at one point, Queen Latifah managed them? Sure did. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, when I think about Outkast, this is before the album was released, right? It was just a single uh, buzzing through. Do you remember when they were at, um, LaVert's Club. Yeah. Uh-huh. That club Vert. was packed. Yeah, it was Vert. It was packed. It was packed. And Outkast, the album hadn't even dropped yet. It was just from, like, the single being played. That was the second album. Was AT, the second AT, album? AT Aliens hadn't dropped yet. It was AT Aliens. 
No, 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 no. This is the second album, AT Aliens, because they were already popular, and that's why it was packed. I'm surprised but, they okay, they were starting to be giving love. No, no, it was AT Aliens, because AT Aliens, the single, had dropped. Oh, we were playing that on the radio. One I was thinking that was the first album. No, no, it was the packed, though. One for the money. Yeah, like, uh, the parking was lot was just, and the parking lot was just huge. It was packed, and then they had everyone. Like a shopping center huge. Huge, huge. This is where, this is where this hip-hop thing really comes in. And I remember uh, there was, it was it was a street team that put this event on, and I will never forget this, so I will tell this story. So it was a certain DJ that will remain nameless that was DJing that night, right? So, yeah, I mean, it's history, and I got to tell Okay, so arguably, arguably, I was on my hip-hop rock. You know what I mean? Like, if you're hip-hop and, and you're not standing for your own and saying your own, we had just come off of the Red Man concert. And, and, but anyway, that's, that's a whole other story. Yeah, yeah. And then we had just come off the De La Soul concert. And so, you know, and, you know, and then Camp Lowe was there and Camp Lowe was talking about representative set. I said, oh, yeah, I got somebody say representative set. I started uh, breaking off top billing in a different way that people had never heard before. I said, mm-hmm. let's get some MCs up there, let's see. And then Campbell said, no, that's all right. But anyway, so I was on my hip-hop ride. That's another mm-hmm. story for another time. But, so Outcast is there, and people came to see Outcast. One division of the street team had put this on. Then another division of the street team would be arguably East Coast, in my opinion, nut riders. I will, I will say that true, because, you know, it started in the East, and it's true. It started in New York City. All praise is due to the New right. York and all of the all of the people who the foundation and right. those who made it happen. But right. at the time when it started to spread out, right. and and uh, and uh, Andre at the Source Award said, mm-hmm. "the the uh, uh, the South got something to say. Atlanta got something to say, right?" When he said that, right, there was. Hey, hey, what's going on, Thump? Thanks for telling me. There was a, there was a backlash right. coming from the, I can't believe it. There was a backlash coming from the east. There was a backlash. See, they cut me off, people. As soon as I started talking something political about something, they cut me off. This is crazy. Well, anyway, Outcast is I'm going to finish something. We've got to finish the story. <laughs> People have to hear this story because the story is very important. So we're back, people. Hopefully you can catch up with us. They're breaking us up. As soon as I got on politics, they wanted to cut it off. Okay, so look. So arguably, there was a backlash happening. There was a backlash happening with uh, the with East Coast when when Andre had said uh, the, the South, South got something, something to say, right? right? At the Source Awards, there was a backlash, but there had always been this undercurrent. Like Chuck had come to town and had mm-hmm. told us about how they were on tour with a certain group that he wouldn't name, mm-hmm. but they were on tour. And they would be looking at the people and say, look at them country, they country, look at them, look at how they dress, they country, right? So it was always an undertone mm-hmm. there of 
you know, there was a battle, there was a battle uh, feel towards what the East Coast wanted to do. I mean, I guess they come from the bricks. So, so then thus, that would be what, you know, they did. They did battle. So, you know, hey, you know, whatever. So, one part of the street team. Hey, what's going on, T. Jones? Once part of the street team okay. was, uh, how could I say, one part of the street team was, you know, you know, just universal or whatever, right. like bringing in. They knew Outcast was hot. Right. Outcast had the AT Aliens joint. Right. It was popping off. Right. Uh, everybody, everybody was uh, on it. Right. Yeah. Then there was another side of the street who team who had a great artist as well. The women. Now let me finish up. But they, there was another street team right. that had uh, another artist coming out. This is supposed to be the Outcast show. The flyers built with the Outcast yeah. show. The Outcast show. The Outcast yeah. show. So everybody was looking forward to seeing Outcast. Right. So they did a few of their songs and stuff. Yeah. All of a sudden, right. coming from off the side somewhere right. was was a dude and he and they handed him a mic, right? During Outcast set. set, like Outcast that finished their song, you yeah. thought, or maybe they were going to break into some of their older stuff, right? But this comes this booming voice out the side. <laughs> oh, right, everybody step back. We're going to be doing this. Step back. It's okay about that, but. but East Coast, New York in the house. Blah, 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 blah. Flip mode squat. <laughs> Buster. Buster Rhymes. Who we love. Buster Rhymes comes <laughs> in. And I, rem- I I never, because, yeah. you know, I'm a Gemini. Yeah. And like Andre, Andre 3000 is a Gemini. Yeah. And I remember exactly. I remember Outcast backing back to the wall of the stage. Right, mm-hmm. they sit back in the wall and say, "This is kind of like how, how um, back on the uh, Source Awards when it was a miscue and Pop came out rapping over mm-hmm. Tribe Called Quest acceptance speech, mm-hmm. and then that kind of caused something there, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing with this. So they back back to the wall, right? And I never will forget yeah. Andre Three Thousands. Look on his face. He was looking, and I'll never forget that look as long as I live. I was like, they'll never do a record together as far as at least Andre won't. And I I have yet to see or hear a record. I might might be off a little bit maybe, uh, maybe not up on my game or something as far as that's concerned, but I have not heard a record from from, with, with Andre 3000 on the record with Buff. But Buff comes out, right? Mm-hmm. But Buff is going to go, it's going to flip more in the card, you know, this our stage, you know, taking over. And they, this is supposed to be their show. And then the other, the, 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 the I'm looking over at the street team, it's the jock riders for the East. And, you know, and I'm looking over at them, and they all enthralled. I'm like, how are they going to do that? Okay. So Buster Rhymes had that. Song now. This is how I know I'm, I'm correct. I'm oh, he had okay. that song called mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. Right? Okay. So, anybody who DJs knows that Yah Yah didn't start, I don't think they, they didn't record it on mm-hmm. the one, they didn't record it on the downbeat. Boom, boom, boom. 
it's kind of like chopped off, so you have to go, so it hits from the snare. Mm-hmm. You have to go, for some of it, right? So he automatically starts to go, yeah, 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 yeah. So the DJ who will remain nameless, because not only was I a blender, but I was a cutter, right? Yes, there's cutters that be doing the tricks, and then there's the people who just blend. Arguably, the DJ that was on board then was just a blender and not necessarily a cutter. I was a cutter and a blender with a beat or tight, right? So we're sitting there, and I'm I'm listening, and so he says, put on my record. So he's all enthralled. He's he's got dreams that they're going to take him away. I could look at it in his eyes. The light was shining a certain way, and he was up in the DJ booth, and he was like, uh, put on my record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like fumbling around with it. So he's like, so he says, do I have to send my DJ up there to Boy Scout? And I turned, I looked at his wife. I said, at first I looked at him. I said, blend, blend. Oh, damn. Anyway, fuck it. I don't care. I said, look, man, don't let them do that. He was like, wait a minute. He had to, he had to, he was enthralled. So I look at his wife. I say, don't let them do that. So he said, you going to, I need to put my DJ in. So he finally got the record going and do it. Because if it had been me, First of all, I wouldn't have fumbled it, right? Because it's So if he had said that to me, I would say send him up because he might get served. This is hip hop. This is Cleveland. He may get served. But I would have went, you ready? Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, but anyway, so it, it, it's just people who are people who are DJs are DJs. Some people just DJ to DJ. Other people are in the hip hop culture. I was one that was in the hip hop culture, and you weren't coming to the city to uh, dog anyone because you believe that you did it first. That's good, but it's spreading out now. Hip hop gets younger every day. The styles change every day, and so it doesn't matter if you created it first. It was created, and it's a art form that's spreading out, you know, across the ages. So there it was. Although it was nice, it was nice to see Busta Rhymes. That was a nice surprise, but remember, it was like it was an outcast. It was a like a of people for like outcast. for outcasts. Like, but then he comes in like hip hop is right. supposed to so, do but, yeah. and say that I am yeah, better yeah. than you. Yeah, I am greater than you. And in that show. case, I will take your audience well, from and it you. Was an outcast show. But and the thing about it, I'm it so cold. That. I'm but, so cold that no. I can dog the house DJ that's in there and tell him that I will send up my DJ well, to do that thing. And so 
you know, that's what hip-hop is. And so I would have said, well, send your boy up. But, well, the thing is, is that people turned out, you know. Yeah, people outcast. turned out. And they showed Busta Rhymes. I didn't show Busta Rhymes love. They showed too. them love. But the thing is, is. But i never forget Andre's face. Oh, it was yeah. the way he backed up and he looked like. You said that like, the like night he, 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 he won't he be working. looking like he won't <laughs> be working with that dude. Right, and yeah. because it's like, like come on, it was it was disrespect. But then that's what hip hop being said. Well, let's get into the battle. Yeah, but anyway, all right. So people, that that's memory lane. So that's my top five hip hop and getting into the hip hop politics because there is politics in hip hop. Always will be because you know people need to know that when it's time to go okay. to the battle, if that's what it's going to be, okay. well, then we're going to go ahead and battle for supremacy because hip-hop, again, is, is a culture. Okay. Hip-hop is b-boying, which okay. is breaking, graffiti, right. DJing, and emceeing, but when you right. get to the rap part, it's about I'm better than you. Okay. Because I, I, I spit better than you, I'm going to have the finer of things, okay. and I'm going to be able to take your right. woman and then Aspect, I'm going to take your audience. Right. So that's what hip-hop is, right? That's what hip-hop is. Well, then, if that's what hip-hop is, I'm going to need people to back off and leave Nicki Minaj alone. Because she is... We we talked about that last time. Like, I don't see that argument. But let's keep moving forward. Okay, people. So that was my top five list. Okay. Now we got to talk about a movie as we close out. Right. Great. We got yeah. 20 minutes left, and we, we've had a great, robust show. Yes. Um, Don't Let Go. Yeah. It could be called Save Me and I'll Save You, but right. it's called Don't yeah. Let Go, starring David Oyelowo as Jack Radcliffe, and then we have Storm Reed as yeah. Ashley. Yeah. Right? Right. And then there's a supporting cast. Run down the supporting cast. Right? Um, the supporting cast includes Byron Mann, Brian Tyree Henry. We mm-hmm. know Brian Tyree Henry from Atlanta. That's right. He um, plays the MC. Yep. Michael T. Williamson plays Bobby. Chanel Azura, she plays uh, Storm Reed's mother in the film. Of Alfred Milano, Omar Levia, and Daniel R. Lawson. Great cast. Great cast. Yeah. You so already what? said David Oyelowo. Yeah, right? yeah, I did that. Huh? And Storm Reed. Right. The star. So the, the movie opens up, and yeah. you get to know, like, you've seen the preview, so this is not, we're not going to give any spoilers because right. you have to see this film. Right. This film is. Great, and you have to see this film. So it opens up and it introduces you to the two main protagonists. They are co-protagonists right. in this story: yeah. the uncle, Uncle Jack, and Ashley, yeah. his her, his niece. Right. They introduce you through irresponsibility of the parents. Right. 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 The then it shows you how their relationship is. They they talk on the phone a lot, but one time he can't feel the call, and then when he feels the next call, something seems like it's happening, and then he goes over there, and you've seen that in the preview. He crunches down in the corner, yeah. and the film kicks off it from kicks there. Off. Let me yeah. tell you, this is a psychological yeah. thriller. Yeah. 
It is a psychological thriller that will have you on the edge of your seat from beginning to end. Let me tell you. It takes you on different planes of different parallels or planes of existence. Yeah. in the future, right. in the past, yeah. and this is what's happening when this happens to her. Mm-hmm. You've seen this in the trailer, so you pretty much get that. Yeah. When he, when she calls, she calls yeah. from the past, yeah. right? Yeah. And so when she's calling, you know, they, they kind of put the element in there, like they said, there's been people who have gotten phone calls from, mm-hmm. from people who have passed on, and you hear the static yeah. in the... Uh, in the film, right? Mm-hmm. So what it is is it's kind of like that movie with Denzel Washington, where oh, yeah. where he yeah. is a detective yeah. and he he's trying to solve the crime yeah. in his time, yeah. and because he yeah. solves the crime in his time, yeah. when he comes in that time, right. no, no, he there's a crime that happens and he goes back into that time to solve that time, and then when he solves it. When the person, the the example of him or the incarnation of him in that time, when the when the woman meets meets him, he doesn't oh, even know the deja vu. Yeah. When she meets, and the deja vu is really the end of the film where the woman who is the love interest of his meets up with him in the time that she's in, and he doesn't even know her, but and she has to build a new relationship with him. But that's as the movie ends. So it's it's really good like that, and yeah. it and it gives you possibilities if you could solve yeah. something and keep yeah. that person from passing, and it changes the whole dynamic of the present. If you can time, time. yeah. Hey, Shining, she Shining, you definitely want to go see this. Film. You have to go see this film. Excellent. It is definitely worth seeing. It's amazing. Amazing. Amazing film to see. Yeah, it is. I haven't felt like that when we uh, left the theater. I said, I haven't felt like this about a film since Searching. And that was one of the films we reviewed um, last year. Last year. Mm-hmm. Um, like you one of our earlier searching, shows. You have to see Searching because Searching yeah. deal is happens right on the computer screen throughout. Yeah. Computer screen or yeah. phone screen. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's told from POV looking yeah. at uh, yeah. computer screen. Beautifully yeah. done. But Beautifully this right done. here, uh, don't let go. Yeah. You have to see this. So yeah. the setup of the yeah. story, beautiful, beautifully setting up yeah. so that you will feel concerned about the characters. Right. The pacing, yeah. not a, no doldrums yeah. in it. There's a part in it that, like, kind of, kind of could get a little confusing, but then they iron it out within the action. So, so that's that's. Well, you you said that, but it was quickly, quickly. It jumped back on track, and I, and then that made you say, "Oh, okay, so I see." Sunny said, "Will do." Wow. Yeah. So look. So yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So the the. Period in which is which is in yeah. which is modern time, right. beautifully done. Um, the long braids is a good touch on her. Yeah, 
you know what I'm saying? It yeah. helps her tell the story because a lot of it is coming yeah. down over her face. Well done. Yeah. Um, the action in it. Yeah. Well put together. The way that because he's in the present right. changing the past, right. certain things change around yeah. and rearrange. Yeah. Beautifully done. Beautifully now. done. So we're doing this without, like, telling the film. We talked about this see. last night. Like, the film is so good, we are like, how are we going to review the film without telling? It's it, it, that good. Um, the acting. Yeah. Superb. At the end of the film, yeah. Ayelo mm-hmm. and and, oh, and, uh, and Reed, yeah. they, at the end of the film, you Feel yeah. that at the that end bond. of the film, you feel that bond. Yeah. And when you see that the future, yeah. Well, you just have to see the film. Yeah. So, what would you rate the film? Oh, I would give the film a ten. I mean, just because, like the acting, like the the acting is beautiful. Because I'm sitting in the theater and I'm like forgetting that I'm watching the film because. It makes you think about your family members mm-hmm. and the relationship that he has with his niece mm-hmm. was amazing because then I thought about like my niece and my nephew um, presently as well as that age, like to see him interact with his uh, teenage niece, you know, um, this is beautiful. Um, you would have thought they were father and daughter. You would have. You would have. Right? You really would have. The cinematography was beautiful. Um, you talked about costume, like hair and design. The hair, like you said, mm-hmm. uh, was a character in the film. Actually, this is the first time I think I've actually said, like, the character, <laughs> the hair is part of the, part of you the know. Yeah. And so you would have to see the film to see what we're talking what about. We're talking but just beautifully done, um, like the whole, the entire cast, like his partner, you yeah, know, uh-huh. as well as, you know, and then her parents. Michaela Williamson, I think that's yeah. the name, yeah. Yes, and then um, just great, like to, uh, to find out that um, Brian, uh, Harry Henry? Yeah, that was a nice surprise because yeah, in the preview, you, you don't know that he's going to be in a film right. until you see the film. So that was a nice surprise because I think he's a really good actor. But um, so I would definitely give it a 10. Yeah, I'm give it a 10 for exactly It's one of those films that I give something a 10 if I'm willing to spend my money a second time. To see it again. And to sit in the theater and watch it again. And this is the type of film that's worth that's it. That's that type of film. Yeah. Okay, people. So let, let, let me say this. Next week, again, in closing, we have the Sean Snow, yeah. Real Housewife of Atlanta. Yeah. She was on the first season. One of she, the originals. That's right. She was married to Eric Snow, he, yeah. who played for the Cavaliers. Uh, and you will, we will have an exclusive interview. She has a line of self-esteem books for uh, young, for preteen girls. It, it kind of reminds me of the highlight books or, the, or those popcorn books. I used to have those when I was a kid. They have problem-solving yeah. and esteem-building pieces within it. And so we're going to have her up uh, 
next week, uh, 530. Uh, chime in line 213-943-3358. This has been another robust show of the film review. Uh, again, this looks like this will be the last show that we have. Uh, TC Rip Crab advertised because that was it. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so Sharon, you will. We, we will. Miss. You, we love you you are missed. You are missed. And so I'm saying will be. You are missed and will continue to be missed because yeah. I'm telling you, I feels like like a a hole right now in the community in which the community is definitely coming together. That's right. Coming together to show their love and support, sharing, right? Yeah, that's right. And you know yeah. they're gonna be there, and it's gonna yeah. be some like what Tupac said. It's gonna be some rocky yeah. roads ahead. It's gonna yeah. be some stormy roads ahead, but yeah. we're gonna get through it. And so that's what we gotta do. Prayers go up. Prayers go up to Franklin G. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and you know the community yeah. of Las Vegas was rocked yeah. uh, this past weekend, and yeah. so. Um, all we can say is, you know, we're going to keep it going. So we're going to close with that. We love everyone that chimed in, who called, who chimed in and wrote right. something, and everyone who watched us today. Yeah. We appreciate you. And this has been another great episode of the Film Review. Movies, music, culture, politics, and society. We are the husband and wife team. I'm Crazy D, and we review movies, music, culture, politics, and society, and we'll see you uh, next time on the Film Review. Here's the thing about new Cherry Vanilla Coke. Though Cherry's named first, all the flavors taste just as great. I mean, it could have just as easily been Vanilla Cherry Coke. Or it could have been Coke Cherry Vanilla. And since it's two amazing flavors of Coke, it might have been Coke Vanilla Cherry Coke or Cherry Vanilla Coke Coke. <clears throat> Unless you're in France, which would make it Le Coke de la Vanilla de la Cherry de la Creme. New Cherry Vanilla Coke, so good together. And New Cherry Vanilla Coke Zero Sugar, same great taste, zero sugar. <laughs>